Welcome to another edition of Making Money, a new year of same with the financial coach, Ron Hebert, retired portfolio manager. I'm Gord Whitehead, a retired broadcaster, a show that we use to try to give you a little more financial literacy. We try to focus on the good things, the good aspects of investing, try to shoo you away from those you should try to avoid. And here we are in a new year, Ron, and we sort of want to make this, is this a New Year's resolution show, kind of? That's what it is. And if you look at New Year's resolutions, Gord, <laughs> according to the study, 75% of us last just one week with our resolutions, 64% for one month, 46% for six months, and only 8% can claim to have the discipline to adhere to them one year out. And of course, at this time of year, people want to make resolutions because typically they torpedo their budgets over Christmas. And our last show that's exactly what we talked about is how not to torpedo your, your finances by, by too much Christmas cheer uh, during the holiday season. And hopefully you haven't partaken in too much Christmas cheer and your resolution is to, I got to get to the gym, I got to lose weight. Huh? How, how many times have we heard that one, right? Oh, okay. every year. So, so what do we do now? We take a look at the bills and we say, okay, I, I have to make a fundamental change in how I approach this thing. Yeah, and the one thing that people have to realize is that the one thing that generally separates those with money and those without is that the ones with money have developed some good financial habits. The people with money have mapped out their spending and savings goals and then have taken these goals and broken them down into bite-sized chunks. So it's not one big overwhelming uh, goal that they're going after, but they're breaking it down. Well, if I want to save for my kids' education, uh, you know, uh, $20 a paycheck is going to get me there over 18 years. If you if you can long uh, extend the goal horizon far enough, you can let compounding take it e- uh, take over. So these goals are not that hard to achieve. And those that are floundering have usually never taken the time to develop a comprehensive financial plan, and they don't think beyond the end of the month. And so today we want to give you a roadmap to help you get financially on track and build it into your lifestyle as an ongoing habit so it stays that way. Okay, rule number one you have here is make goals that are exciting to you. And I guess it's as simple as saying, okay, if I sit down and I come up with a financial plan and I put this much money into it, in 25 years I could potentially have this. That would be exciting. Oh, you know, and and think about goals that are a little bit outside the box and say, well, you know, if I save this much money a month, that means by the time I'm 60, I could I could retire or I could work part time. And, for example, if you go to International Living, uh, which is a magazine which talks about moving outside of Canada and the U.S. and where are the best places to live. Well, Portugal's high on that list. And you might say to yourself, well, in 40 years or 30 years or 20 years when I retire, you know, I can go to Portugal and for about 3500 bucks a month, I can live in a nice place. I can, I can go down and, and eat out all the time and the entertainment's great there. The healthcare is great there. The beaches are warm. Pretty good bottle it, of wine or two. <laughs> yeah, and the port and the wine are really, really good. So, you know, you need to visualize how nice it's going to be you know, visualize how nice it's going to be to have your mortgage paid off and all that extra money that you have every month that you'll be able to devote to maybe helping your kids with their education or building a retirement home, 
uh, or building a cottage at the lake. You know, visualize all the exciting things that doing it right is going to do for you. People just look at the drudgery. Well, it's going to mean I'm deprived of this and I'm deprived of that and I'm deprived of this. But if you look longer term of all the wonderful things that you're going to do, retire early, be able to do the hobbies you've always wanted to do, live internationally, buy the types of wine, maybe have a maybe have a, uh, a get a wine collection or, or or learn to fly fish and travel all around the world and fish the best fly fishing rivers or or or, you know, I've got a friend who retired and uh, this year tennis is coming back. He's going to go to all the Grand Slam events all the big tennis tournaments in virtually every country. So United States, he's going to go to Wimbledon. He's going to go Australian uh, open and Australian open and all of these. Well, Hey, that doesn't exactly float my boat, but he gets very, very excited about that. He's been planning for years and now he's going to be able to take a whole year off and that's what he's going to do. Good for him. You should also try to visualize what it would be like to be debt-free, right? To say, geez, I don't have to pour that money out every month to pay that off anymore. You know, 27% to 20% interest rates on credit cards, you can't get ahead if, you, if you've got these things up to your eyeballs and essentially you're just barely making the interest payments on them. And emotionally to be debt-free, to see something that you actually want to save for it, to walk in and know that you can buy it without any guilt, uh, those are wonderful things. And especially as I've told people over the years, one of your primary things is to pay off your house. Because if you pay off your house and you own your car, for most of us, we could survive on a paper route. And, you know, money doesn't buy you happiness, but money buys you freedom. And that kind of freedom is hard to replace when you don't have the pressure every month and in the last week trying to figure out where's the money going to come from to pay for all this. So, you know, you start visualizing the positive things instead of the negative things. And it's going to be much easier for these things to, to, uh, to, to inspire you to, to get on a program and stick with it. So number three is turn those plans, those goals into a plan and a budget, right? You've got you to gotta have a roadmap here. And certainly there's lots of tools online which will allow you to do that. But I also recommend sitting down and, and uh, spending the time and the money to go see a financial planner because it's not just the mechanical side of, of creating a budget and, and creating a financial plan. It's threading that financial plan with your goals and your dreams and your aspirations. And that's really, really hard to do when you're talking to a computer screen. So a financial planner can really help you and show you how to make those dreams you have, how to make them financially possible. So you look ahead and say, yeah, I'm going to retire overseas or, you know, health uh, permitting. Um, I've got so many things that I'm just bursting to be able to do, and this is all going to help me get there. So do we want to keep these goals achievable? Like don't get pie in the sky here. Make them realistic, right? Yeah, I mean, if you're in if you're in too much debt, the idea that you're going to try and get yourself out in six months is probably not going to happen. It might take you two or three years of you know three or four hundred dollars a month just uh, extra put on your credit cards to get them down to the point where you can either cut them up or lower <clears throat> the limit on those cards so you're not living off them. And if you make your goals achievable, it might take you a little longer. 
But you'll find that success breeds success. And the more things that you're able to accomplish, even setting $50 a month aside to contribute to an RSP, um, that's a, that's a successful. Or, or getting into a company pension plan where they match what you have. Those things, all you look back and say, well, I was able to do this. Well, maybe I can do a little bit more. Maybe I can increase that or look at starting a TFSA or setting up an RASP for my grandkids or whatever it is. But it's the success that, that will help you to go to higher levels. And if you never succeed, um, it's very hard to get motivated because your, your past history has all been about failure. I can recall a couple of my coworkers back in my broadcasting days, and we were fortunate enough the company that we worked for had, a, had an employee stock purchase plan. And I think it was, if I remember correctly now, every four you bought, they bought one, right? Yeah. So, and I can remember these guys, young fellows that I worked with, and they were you know, struggling to make an RSP payment. And I said, just hang on a minute here. I said, what about that plan? I said, they're giving you free money. <laughs> Wouldn't it be better to put your money in there? And, you know, if you can make your RSP contribution, fine, but, but find the vehicle that works most effectively for you, right? Yeah. And find the way that will get you the most bang for your buck, especially when you're just starting. Um, you want to find the way that will give you the most, the best returns for the amount of money you're putting in. Now, people used to come and, and say, uh, where am I going to get the best return? That was always the classic question. And I said, I would always say, how would you like to make 29% a year compounded for the rest of your life? And they go, well, yeah, can you guarantee that? I said, I can absolutely guarantee that. And they'd always look at me skeptically and I'd say, go and pay off your credit cards. And all of a sudden the lights would come on, Yeah, <laughs> you know, cause the stock market's averaged like 80% a year or 9% a year over the long term. Well, paying off your credit cards, is twenty is between nineteen and twenty seven or twenty eight percent now, depending on the on uh, the card, yeah, the, on the card that you hold. And frankly, if you if you pay it off, it is a hundred percent guaranteed. If I pay off my loan, I'm not going to be charged twenty nine percent next year, or on the any principal I pay off, I've made twenty nine percent or nineteen percent or whatever that huge number is. And there's nothing else on the planet that can guarantee you returns like that than just paying off debt. How about having an accountability coach that you have to answer to? Well, I've learned that this year, Gord. I'm, I'm trying to lose some weight. And so I have uh, a lady I know who's uh, she's a dietitian, And so she's my accountability coach. And I call her every two weeks and tell her how my diet's going. Now, I've succeeded in losing more weight than I've lost in, in a long time because it's embarrassing to phone up and say, no, I'm still stuffing my face and I'm actually not losing weight. I'm actually gaining weight. And um, so nothing keeps you honest, like having to bury your soul to somebody else. So if you're having trouble meeting your financial goals, you know, uh, have an accountability coach, a family member, a parent, uh, a good buddy, and put a little bit of money on it, you know, that they've got to take, if you're not meeting your financial goals, if you said you're going to put away $100 a month for six months and you didn't do it, uh, they got to, yeah, you've got to take them and all their buddies out for beer at a, at a sports bar to watch a game or something. Make it, uh, make it so it's going to cost you something because it's embarrassing because they're going to tease you and tell you and, and, and nobody likes that. So an accountability coach that you have to report to 
is a great way to stick to your goals. Now, what about rewarding yourself for meeting those goals? Well, if there's something that you like, if you say, well, look, I, after, if I can do this for three months, I'm going to reward myself with maybe a, a, a dinner out or I'm going to reward myself with, uh, with a new golf club or I'm going to reward myself with something. Uh, that's positive reinforcement. That's, that's helping you uh, and reinforcing you every time you meet your goal. So rewards are very, very, um, very good uh, way to, to help you get your goals. I mean, we used to have a dog that was very food motivated. And we had a dog that, frankly, the best way to train him is that if you brought some dog biscuits out with you, you could train this dog very quickly to do almost anything. He was so motivated by the, the biscuit, by, <laughs> by the biscuit and, and human beings aren't a lot different. I mean, dog biscuits probably don't turn most of us uh, on. But, you know, something you really like as a reward for doing what's right, it's, it's not only a great feeling because you've done something right, but you're also rewarding yourself for doing what's right, which feels even better. And the big one here, Ron, is time. And I know you've got this as your last item. you got to be prepared to stick with something, right? It, it doesn't happen overnight. you got to have some follow-through. Many personal coaches that uh, are helping people reach their goals say that if you're going to achieve permanent change to your lifestyle, that you are required to do a daily activity for at least six weeks before it becomes firmly embedded as a habit. So if you have a New Year's resolution, it's, it's, it's that first till, till middle of February that's the, the difficult part. And if you can stick with something for six weeks, generally it becomes embedded as a habit and you'll find it a lot easier going forward. That's why these, these first six weeks, it's uh, absolutely critical to reward yourself, to have an accountability coach, to make your goals achievable, and uh, to make goals that are exciting for you, because these will help you embed that change into a habit that will eventually stick with you. And for most of us here in the Northern Hemisphere, those six weeks are pretty much the darkest time of the year, too, with winter upon us and all of the chores. That So it's nice to have something to work toward, take your mind off that as well. Stay focused on the task. It is when it's too cold and dark to do anything else, focusing on making a better life for yourself, a great way to spend those two months. So there you go. Some tips on maybe making this a better year financially. Good, good advice from the financial coach, Ron Hebert. Remember, if you have a show suggestion, and we're open to those, don't be shy. If you think something we haven't covered or maybe we didn't cover it quite the way you thought we should, send us a note to letsmakemoney.ca or to cfcw.com. Either way, the emails will get to us, and we'll be happy to address those in upcoming episodes. Or if you have a question you'd like answered, Feel free to fire away. On behalf of the financial coach, Ron Hebert, I'm Gord Whitehead. We'll talk to you again next week on Making Money. The information presented is derived from sources believed to be reliable. This material is presented for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. Before acting on any investment information, a person should seek advice from an investment professional. The presenters may or may not hold positions in the securities discussed on this show and will not be responsible for any losses sustained from acting on this information.